Isaac Clark. All right. Dr. Brennan's nearest and dearest. We were colleagues, you know. Dr. Chalice Mercer. Are you the reason the marker won't begin? That's it. Convergence is installed. <laughs> She's meddling. How is the question? But even if I was to ask, I suspect you're not the talkative type. And welcome to the bonus episode of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the Mercer to my Isaac, John. John, are you ready to talk some Dead Space? Let's fucking do it, bud. (laughs) Uh, This will be different from our normal podcast. There will be no six things. We are just entirely going to talk about Dead Space, uh, the first game. Uh, Spoilers are entirely on the table, so if you have not played the 2008 version of the game or the 2023 version of the game, uh, stop listening right now and go and play it. Uh, But uh, yeah, so from here on out, spoilers beware. Nick, what's your Dead Space experience? Before we get into it, what's what's your experience with the the franchise as a whole? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I've played them all from, uh, from beginning to end, all three of them. I very, very much love the second game. It is my favorite in the series. I got the quote-unquote platinum in it, uh, which on Xbox means I got all the achievements. Uh, I love the first one, and I did not care much for the third one, which I played entirely in co-op on top of that. All right, that, that tracks pretty well. That's, see, that's, that's a pretty, pretty normal take, I think, for the series. So if Dead Space 2 is your favorite Dead Space game, is it your favorite survival horror game of all time? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is the level we're talking, folks. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is an important franchise because uh, Dead Space One for me is also uh, maybe the top top of the list um, in terms of my favorite uh, in this genre. So it is an important important game to the show for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so the game originally released in 2008 was uh, made by Visceral Games. That studio no longer exists anymore. Uh, And this current remake that released on January 27th of this year is made by Motive. And I want to kick things off with some fun facts about Dead Space. I asked you this before, but do you remember? Do you remember what Ishimura, the ship that it takes place on, do you know what that means in Japanese? No, I don't remember, but I feel like it's Stone Village or something. <laughs> is that right? Oh, it was Stone Village. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Boy, that's, that's crazy that you just, just pulled that out of your brain. <laughs> yeah. I've been working on my Japanese. I've been brushing up. <laughs> okay, Mr. Smarty Pants. No, Stone my Village. second fun fact. Do you know what the beginning letter of each chapter spells out? Oh, ooh. It doesn't does it spell out necromorph? <laughs> that's 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 a good answer. That's yeah. definitely a good answer. That's probably reached his 12, twelve letters. Yeah. What I'm just trying to think of what's the first fucking chapter. What's the first <laughs> chapter? Do you have the It does start with an N. So 
no escape, no getting out, no... I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> it says Nicole is dead. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Was it like that for the original? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That isn't that, that... Why haven't I heard that before? That seems like something I would have heard before. <laughs> Maybe you did. You pushed it out of your brain, yeah. but it isn't... I made isn't that a stone village. And and that's... Uh, I wanted to start with that because that's kind of like one of the cool, like all the little details that they put into this game and why it's such a great franchise is even just like chapter titles are a hint of what's to come, you know? And if you're, if you're eagle-eyed, you know, enough, you might notice that, but, you know, I... Without the internet, I don't know how people would have figured that out. But. I, I was going to say, do you ever have any recollection in your life of coming across something like that organically? And be like, wait a minute. God, you're putting I don't on the think spot. I ever have. <laughs> like, you know, I think of, I don't know, horror movies are a great example, right? Like, my mom was always somebody who's just like, I can tell who the killer is, like, watching Scream for them. No, he fuck, no, you can't. No, he, <laughs> very few people can, but, um, yeah, I'm just wondering. Because I've never had one of those moments where I was like, I figured it out. It's right. Just, somebody has to tell me. <laughs> well, that, this one's pretty obtuse then in just the story plot. I, sure. I imagine most people might assume something is wrong with Nicole. Nicole just, is dead. Yeah, you're not lying to me. Look at that. Look at that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that... Uh, I think most people playing the game probably figure something is wrong with Nicole as things progress through the story and just the weirdness and the hallucinations. But I, I imagine most people are like, eh, something's wrong with Nicole. It's kind of how I way. feel like watching the Last of Us show right now, right? With this last episode, which we'll talk on our normal show, so we won't get into it deep. But it's just like, oh, this seems nice. Something's gonna happen though. <laughs> like you just know it's gonna happen. It's, so it's kind of one of the same, you know, same ballpark. It's you, you go on this ship, you see some of the things on the ship. It's not going to end well. Right. Things are okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like The Last of Us, anyone that's not Isaac doesn't have a happy ending. Right. So. Right. <laughs> so in typical, you know, horror fashion. Uh, but uh, let's kick off with like, kind of like the big picture thoughts on the game, uh, what you thought of it overall as you completed it, and then, uh, yeah, just the, we'll start with that, and then we'll get into your, your actual review score. Okay. Um, so... As I said, you know, Nick, this, Dead Space 1 is a very special game for me. Um, you know, I remember playing it, I think I was 19 years old at the time. Definitely was one of the scariest experiences I had had up until that point. Um, with a lot of specific points of the game, you know, really kind of solidifying themselves in, in, in my brain in terms of, you know, things I just remember um, playing. But So getting to come back to this was something I was very, very excited for. I was very, I I believe even, I remember talking to you last year or the year before of just like our most anticipated games for the following year. And I think I had Dead Space at like number two. He did. Something like that. Just because it it is a special game for me. So obviously I was was ready to go. um, And Motive did a fantastic job with it. I don't think there's really any other way to to put it than that. It's one of those unanimously... Um, you know, loved product, I, I think. You know, it's got a 90, 90 on Open Critic or an 89, something like that, so obviously people are pretty high on it. But they did a great job of keeping the spirit of the original here um, while tweaking some things to modernize them a little bit, to um, make some segments that might have seemed a little bit sluggish or dragged on a little bit long, make them more fun, more engaging. Obviously, the biggest shining example of that is what they do with the asteroids, you know, shooting the asteroids coming at the ship section, which uh, was completely revamped where they allow you to go into zero G and kind of, you know, to have a cool moment where you're you're um, essentially telekinesising these these guns to shoot um, you know asteroids out of the out of the sky before they hit your ship. So, um, you know, was very very pleased with all of that kind of stuff and and um, 
So I knew that we were going to be giving a good game, but I probably didn't think it was going to be this good. Um, there are a couple things I think about this game that make a serious case of being the best of all time. And it's not like the best game of all time, but what I mean is the lighting. I think the lighting in this game may been, you know, write in if you have some examples or if there's anything you can think of, or maybe Nick, you can think of some, I'm not sure, but I have a hard time thinking of a game that does a better job of balancing the darks and the brights and the and then complement it so well with the environment of the ship. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that it really pr produces a claustrophobic, terrifying type setting, which is obviously uh, paramount in a game like this. Um, I think some of the um, sound design, incredible as well. You know, I, I played this game with headphones on. I know you didn't do it a ton with the headphones, Nick, but I'm sure some of the sound still came through. But, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I don't know how many times in this game I came across like a hallway and there's a there's a necromorph at the end and you know I, I knew there was going to be one behind me just because I've been playing video games long enough but to hear the <laughs> but to hear the vents break and hear it come and start walking towards me and like know that it's there um, was really cool and there was a lot of times I think as well especially in some of the zero G sections with those little fuckers that you know have the three tendrils that shoot at you it's like I'd hear them but I couldn't see them and there's no mini map I don't know but so I use I literally would use my audio to get there um, mm -hmm. so that was pretty cool um, and then lastly I think the Ishimura is one of the greatest settings for at least a survival horror game. I don't know. I don't think I can go out and say like for any game, but it's 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 a tier below the Resident Evil Mansion, I think, where it's just like it's it's a claustro like again, claustrophobic. They did a great job modernizing the ship so that you can kinda have this roguelike element to where you're going back and forth and getting new um, uh, access badges to get into doors that kind of just give you you know let let you sprinkle out the ammo and things that you need throughout the game. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't have a lot of negative things to say. Um, you know, I don't, do you want to get into negatives as well right now, or no, just like I can no. get my whole thoughts out? Or <laughs> I don't know if you want to jump in here. I don't want to ramble on. No, no, I, yeah, I'll, I'll just build. Yeah, well, let's just build on the positives. You know, it is interesting that we're kind of in this period in gaming where remakes are really, really good. You know, we got Final Fantasy VII Remake, Resident Evil 2 Remake, the Demon Souls Remake from Bluepoint. Like, it seems as like every remake that comes out is raising the bar and Dead Space is, is in that same boat. You know, as you mentioned, it was built on a really solid foundation. You know, the ad atmosphere of the Ishimura, the enemy designs, the weapons, that was all there. But to modernize that all, add new lighting, add the more the 3D audio, you know. I remember there's this, this room, it's very small, but it's like right next to like an engine or something, and it's really loud, and it really like stresses me out every time I'm in it, even though nothing ever happens in this room. And it's probably just like a eight by eight room. It's not very big, I don't even know why it's there, but the audio is just so good and loud that it just stresses me out. Like I'm like, one time I'm walking through here, something else is gonna be in here, and it's gonna freak me out, because I just the engine sounds are unsettling and then yeah just the way that motive not only just looked to up res this game but as you mentioned added a new sections with the zero g and the asteroid shooting and the, the boss fight uh taking out those little turret sections and adding in some cool zero g fights as well as making the whole ship feel more connected you don't have to take the tram everywhere if you wanted to walk from the front of the ship to the end of the ship they made it so you could and it just makes flushes out the whole ship as a whole and just makes it that more exciting that yeah kudos to motive like they they came at this and just 
just did a, an amazing job. It's a, an amazing game. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so you do you have some negatives, huh? I have a, I have a couple negatives. You know, okay. It's not to take away from the entire experience of the game, but um, and this, you know, maybe maybe a been a, maybe was a game that kind of made me realize a broader thing as a whole on how I feel about games is that I did not like the last chapter of this game. Specifically. <laughs> yeah. um, I had a decent amount of problems with it that I wasn't really expecting, like. And this could just be an overall gripe for survival horror games because I remember not really digging the end of Village. I remember kind of not digging the end of RE4 back in the day. I don't have such similar feelings with RE7, but maybe I do. But you get to the end of this game and you, you spend the entire game, right? It's a survival horror game. You're sneaking through ships. You're trying to conserve ammo. You're trying to use the resources that you have at your expo at your um, disposal to get through scenarios to um, try and just, you know, kind of game the system, I guess. Use stasis or whatever you need to. And you get to this last area where you finally get onto the planet and you're basically having a, a companion mission with the marker. You know, I felt like I, it was like an NPC where it's just like a hopeless <laughs> little child that couldn't do anything that I had to like, you know, you're basically going from room to room to room to room while the marker's on a conveyor belt and you're just opening up bridges so that it can keep going. And you're obviously tackling wave after wave of enemy in this part because like, hey, it's the end of the game, we need to ramp up the enemies. But like, yep. that's not what makes these kind of games special. These, you know, the feeling of having limited ammunition and trying to skip, you know, get through a scenario by the skin of your teeth is why I play these. And so when you get into a situation where I just like, all right, well, I got 47 force gun bullets, get the force gun, I go, and just clearing people away from me. And then you're trying to combine that with the fact that now there's all this shit on the ground that stops your running animation. So, you know, you're trying to get away from people, but like, nope, sorry, you just can't do that. Out of nowhere, I'm sure it was sprinkled throughout the game, but not as egregious as this. It just, it really got me to the point where I just wanted to be, I just wanted the game to be over. And that's never a great feeling to have. Um, to just want to get through a game because no. you're done with it. <laughs> I think it's a lot of uh, game design. I, I feel the same way about Uncharted games and and uh, whatnot, is that they ramp up the difficulty towards the end where it's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And yeah, in horror games especially, I just uh, just playing through Resident Evil 2, I just ran into that exact scenario is like uh, just the final boss fight and the use of the the weight like you use so much ammo yeah. you're usually so conservative and then the end of the game just ramps it up to where you're not because you're forced to it's just yeah it's not a very comfortable feeling and it it, it kind of like gets away from what makes the game great ever leading up to that you know yeah, you're, you're you have a mindset of like again being almost you know with me i'm gonna be surgical with this bitch right, right. Like, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna not miss shots and I'm going to really maximize how efficient I'm playing. And then to get, yeah, to just get to the end, I wasn't even looking at how much ammo I had. I was just cycling through my weapon saying, okay, I got a bunch of that. Because, and I will, actually this is kind of maybe another little gripe. I think they were too lenient with the, with the ammunition in this game. Every single necromorph gives you something, which right. I, I thought was a little like, I don't remember the original having that. Maybe it did. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it could have just been a thing in this one. Well, we want to keep that dopamine going. We want you to feel like you're picking things up. So even if it's just 100 credits or whatever, here's 100 credits. But right. It, yeah, by the end of the game, when I have, I had 400 pulse rifle ammo. Yep. <laughs> I had, uh, I think, 70 uh, uh, plasma cannon. And then, like, just a good 40 to 50 of all the other, other guns. And I'm just like, well... Uh, I'm Rambo at this exactly. point. Exactly, I'm fucking John Rambo. Watch out, hide mine. Here I come. And so, you know, it, it kind of took me out of it a little bit. But um, minor gripe, you know, not 
not uh, a game ruiner by any means. Yeah, and it's interesting because I that they take there's nothing like that in the second game, so I think they, I think that feedback was was taken because (laughs) that second game does not end like that. So, uh, yeah, so I agree with you 100 percent on that. I think the last chapter is by far the weakness and leaves it leaves a pretty bad taste on your in your mouth. I don't even like the final boss fight to be honest. Like it's just not great, but. uh, Kind of similarly to you know how we were discussing Suicide Squad with like the old game design of purple orbs. This is kind of that game design. <laughs> like, big enemy. Obviously, your bullets aren't going to do shit, so you got to hit a very specific spot to whatever. Right, right. You know, the, the, took that little bit of skill we're, into it. We're past that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. So let's get into the the review, and then we'll. Get, or unless you want to save that yeah. for the end. Well, hold on. Actually, I do have a couple more quick, li- quick little things I just want to get out before you know I forget to mention them. Uh, love the navigational system. Love, oh, yeah. love, love, love uh, being able to hit a button and it tell me where I need to go. I passed the point of trying to beat my head against a wall and find out like where do I need to go, looking up guides, whatever the case. Um, and that was in the original too. That's nothing new. But I, I just fucking love that system. Uh, probably my the only other system I could think that I like more than that is maybe Ghost of Tsushima, just because it's so unique right. and cool. But right. Harry Potter obviously does this kind of same thing too, yeah. which is kind of interesting. But really, really, really like that. Um, and do we want to talk about how Isaac is a ridiculous person, or <laughs> we can save that for a little bit? But yeah. Uh, let's let's yeah let's leave the reviews for the end. I actually yeah. kind of like throw this hold off. We we were planning on originally having that at the front and then kind of going in, but I, yeah, I kind of like saving it for the end so cool so yeah so <laughs> uh i don't want to touch on every bit of story bit but do you have a favorite chapter for the game overall uh, you might not remember a chapter associated with an event what? do you have one because if you have one go for yeah it. yeah let me look yeah my favorite chapter is a uh, dead on arrival um because it kind of you're kind of thinking like you're rescued you got the communication array up and then you see that the ship is uh, not stopping <laughs> and crashes into the Ishimura. Uh, you're supposed to be rescued. You're, you thought you were going to get rescued and it just crashes in there. And uh, uh, I don't remember if it's before or when you're on the ship that you realize that they picked up the... Uh, I think it's, it's right before they crash you realize that they picked up the the, the pod, the escape yeah. pod that you let go earlier that had the necromorph in it. And uh, yeah, just a great, great moment of it crashing into the ship and then you having to fly and navigate this entirely new space, which has a new enemy on top of that. And that is a necromorphs that are able to use uh, kinesis to like move faster. Like, yeah, those <laughs> are sweet. That, that animation is so cool. Yeah, it's like, it's it's a great animation. It's it's cool when you hit the, the kinesis part of them and it explodes and then they're just kind of slowly moving back. Um, yeah, and then I know you didn't you didn't find it, but that's also where the shooting range is that okay. they kind of like th- where the normal ga- the normal soldiers practice on. But of course, you go to practice on it, and of course, it's just the normal dummies at first, and then it gets flooded with necromorphs and uh, oh, just that just a, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. If you if you go back, if you ever try to go get the platinum, it is a trophy. So yeah. Uh, no, that's that's a great answer. It. I and I hate to be the guy that's always just like, yeah, I, me too. Probably me too, though. I will say, I don't know what chapter it is. I, I, I like the, what is the big, the Leviathan? The yeah. big boss before the hive mind? When it's attached to the ship, and you're kind of like, I don't know if that was a new boss fight in this game or not. Whatever chapter that was, where you, you have to like go out kind of on a spacewalk and... Yeah, it's right before this. Is that right? Okay. It's right before, yeah, that's also like a good section. And no, it is different because, again, you're programming 
I think you get in a turret, like yeah. in the in the original, and then this is like it's programmed to point the guns on the ship are programmed to where you're pointing and then yeah. you call and fire on them yeah that's a good boss fight too uh because again what makes uh, what, i think what makes the game actually yeah no without a doubt i think it is because what makes a boss fight great is when it like as it's a more of a puzzle than a bullet sponge and when compared to the the hive mine at the end uh this this one is yeah just a giant puzzle of you know making sure you're you know powering up the gun or clearing any obstructions and then you use the gun on it and you're in zero g so it's fun to just you know float around and you feel like you have the the movability uh to to evade and it's huge yeah. you know it's just a, it's like a you know visual spectacle of this big thing it's just cool when it finally, when it, yeah, when it finally falls off the ship and yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> or even just the reveal of it like you know he opens the door and it's just this big oh, <laughs> yeah attached <laughs> well, that's kind of, why it's not moving <laughs> well this kind of goes back to my my little <laughs> mention and maybe we'll just bring it up now about isaac clark as a character <laughs> and just like him going into this scenario like door opens like yeah i got it yeah, the yeah, amount yeah. of times that this man is just cool as a cucumber, cannot you know no, nothing can get to him. Like I feel like there needs to be an Isaac Clark badass award out there or something because this is just an engineer man who's just you know on a on a thing mission to find his wife and he uh, fights that thing, the Leviathan hanging right. out of the ship. It's just, it's just really funny to me that it kept happening over and over and over again that this guy's just like yeah, yeah, just, I got it. yeah I'll just, take care of it. yeah. First starts off with kind of the ship being broken apart. Uh, everything breaking, you know, the the ventilation, the communications array, just everything's broken, the tram. And he's just like, yeah, I got it. And then, you know, not on top of that, he's got to fight, you know, monsters everywhere. On top of that, the red marker is fucking with his brain and, you know, causing hallucinations. What's everybody else doing? <laughs> 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 and the fact that, yeah, every time he's he's confronted with these these insurmountable watches, yeah, he just kind of has like the, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I, I, I get crippled anxiety if I have to go say hi to my neighbor. <laughs> let, alone, let alone, like, you know, I don't know, fight monsters and aliens in space. Uh, did you have any other, like, did you like any other characters in, in it at all? Uh, I liked the doctor. What was, uh, Mercer. Mercer. I liked him. I think he had a lot of kind of menacing, good little dialogue sections. Um, you know, there's one moment... Um, you know, where he has a guy, I don't remember what he was in the story, but he was just, he was an engineer that lived on the ship temple. Yeah. Temple where he basically puts this dude in state and, um, stasis slows him down way, 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 way fat, way a lot. I can't talk right now. I'm sorry. (laughs) And shoots him. And, you know, and so he talks about the idea that like, yeah, when you get shot in stasis, it takes a lot longer. Yeah. Wow. That's like a fucked up. I love that kind of, I love that, you know, fucked up stuff. It's always, you know, uh, you know, makes makes things elevate to another level for me. But um, I liked him. But I don't think the game is really the type of game that you really get attached to people. No, no, so, no. I don't. I. But usually, usually in like games like this or Resident Evil, they're usually like, like they are these they're caricatures, right? Like Mercer is like this, you know, typical movie bad guy. That's like how first of all, how has he survived this long on the ship? And then he, you know, he's about all about the grand speeches and you know has the pet hunter that that he can sick on you and then of course he gets the like the lame death of course you know so <laughs> yeah he had, he had some line that was like you come in and he's like so you've decided to be difficult <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I, I like this guy he's, he's a little bit menacing you know? yeah um but no other than that i, I don't think i don't think um I, I was attached to anybody really yeah no i don't i don't i mean 
they all die so right. <laughs> so it doesn't matter um uh and then i just moving into like the weapons of the game um before i get into what your favorite weapon is besides the plasma cutter i do want to touch on the plasma cutter for a second because i do think that they nerfed it in this game that it never felt even as i upgraded it i didn't complete its upgrade path but i fully upgraded it to what i could before right before the end of the game without finding the secret room with its extra upgrade path uh and even still like even with the it has a mod where it does even more damage over time when it hits something like i never felt like i felt like in the first game like one shot on a limb with that thing and it was cut like it's just like scissors chop 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 and this it felt like i'm i'm boom 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 like three to four shots in a limb almost kind of like in resident evil 2 how i felt like the zombies took 30 shots to the head it seemed like they took that same school of thought to the plasma cutter i don't know if this is something you felt but i did feel like i didn't like using the plasma cutter as much because i didn't think it was an, as an effective weapon yeah i disagreed with you on this when you first mentioned it to me but i think i was holding on to my pride and love for the plasma cutter <laughs> uh, because i i do agree with you uh after getting through the the rest of the game um yeah, I was not using the plasma cutter really ever, just because it did not feel like a viable option, or at least the most viable option. Um, and back in the day, yeah, it did seem like if you were if you were surgical with this bitch, if you were hitting the shots, you know, the spots that you need, you could bop 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 like just one two like double tap every piece of limb, it's gonna fall off if you can hit it. And it did seem like it got nerfed a little bit. Um, you know, towards the end of the game, especially, you know, like Mission 12, I do have some specific memories of even the little fucks with the three tentacles, right? Like, I'm yeah. hitting those a couple times. Like, what? why is this? Am I missing? I, right. I feel like maybe they, they could have done a slight better job of, like, hit indicators to let you know if, like, you you did hit a limb or if you hit a body part. I don't know how you would do Or, um, you know, like a, a stomach or something that would, right. wouldn't chop off a limb. I don't know how you would do that effectively, but, um, yeah, I, I can... I'm picking up what you're laying down with that one for sure. Okay. And then, yeah, my follow-up question is that, besides the plasma cutter, what was your favorite gun in the game? So this is hard. I have an answer, but I do think it needs to be qualified or, or something because, like, it's... I feel like this game, there are the, the primary guns and there's the secondary guns. I feel like you got your plasma cutter, your pulse rifle, your ripper, and your flamethrower. Those are kind of the primaries. And then, like, I think, like, the contact beam, the line gun, the force gun... Those are more secondary that aren't meant to be used, you know, as widespread, right? right? You don't have as much ammo for them. So my favorite gun is probably the force gun because okay. of how effective it could be in situations. However, I was not using it a lot because you get three ammunition for it. <laughs> you know, I would just blow through the ammunition on that thing way faster than I, I did. Did you ever use a secondary fire? No. <laughs> no, I don't even know. It was gravitational well. I don't yeah. even think I hit it once. <laughs> Honestly, it was just like it was just the oh shit gun where I'm, right. I'm I'm stuck. I'm in a corner or whatever the case. I don't want to get hit. I don't want to lose health. I can pull that out and be happy or confident that I'll be able to escape a situation. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I really, really I like the force gun, but again I didn't use it a ton. If I were to go towards one of like I said the primary guns, the Ripper. Uh, the Ripper is pretty dope. Really? Mm, yes, yeah. I know Nick. Nick has a stupid smug look on his face. <laughs> I know so it wasn't that great. <laughs> but I still I still do maintain that it's not. It, it, it does have room to improve because there was a lot of times 
Don't just, you, what do you? Uh, shut up. It's, there's a ton of. I'm not saying anything. I don't know. John's just freaking out there's for no reason. There's a ton of times where you have the blade out and has killed, it's cut people, and they're just moving forward towards me. I'm just like, I can't. Like, it's not doing enough. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna get the damage in done that I need to get done by the time it gets to me. So, <laughs> it's, and sometimes we get into the situation where I'm like, I'm just gonna use something else because I don't wanna. I don't want to. Like, the main objective for every single encounter that I have was to avoid to get through it without losing health. That's that's the only right, objective. Right. right. And so there was just a lot of times I felt like, okay, got my ripper plan. I got my ripper out. Oh god, he's not dying. Oh god, he's not going down. And then I turn around and sprint. And there's a guy behind me and I get hit. So that's my reasoning for that. No, but, it's okay. You're allowed to be wrong because yeah, because the ripper is by far the best weapon. Not only does it have that close range blade for just you know chopping those limbs up, you know interrupting their attacks because they're just getting fucked over by repeated hits of it. You know, you could also shoot it out. And in one of my favorite clips that I showed John, one that I got is uh, where I shot a necromorph's limb off for it to ricochet off the door behind it, come back and chop its head off yeah. uh, cleanly. Um, you can't beat that. And I mean, you can up upgrade it for more ricochets. Uh, just a just a badass fucking weapon, and it, and it looks like, like it, and it looks like a bandsaw too. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely the most unique gun. Like the idea that it throws out a saw blade and just hovers there. Yeah, seems, seems dangerously reckless for for a human to seems wield it. <laughs> seems impossible as well. Like, I don't understand how that would work, but, you know, we're living in a world where we're freezing aliens and, yeah. you know, using stasis and kinesis and all that stuff. Um, you know, speaking of weapons, did you did you use, would you say you use kinesis a lot or stasis? Like, how, how did you use those through your playthrough? I, I will regret that I wish I used uh, particularly kinesis more, uh, especially toward the later half where I was having ammunition problems and I was forced to buy some ammunition. I felt like if I had been using it more effectively, because uh, every every limb you knock off is just another weapon and it does uh, you know a lot of damage. Or uh, yeah. yeah, or just you know, I was better about the like the visually indicated ones, like the, the well, exploding. Yeah, yeah but I wish I was better about like the little. The little uh, like I don't know, they're just like steel barbs that they're just laying around the ground that you can pick up, or just just more items that you can use to just kind of help you with that ammo management and deal more damage out, especially in the more chaotic situations. But yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure there's a specific table that you can break where then the four legs become projectiles. Right, right. But with like uh, the big like the big brute guys, uh, yeah, I used a hell of a ton of stasis on those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, basically, if there was stasis in the room, yeah, all, 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 you know, doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. Like, let's yeah. go. Everybody's getting slowed down. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't use kinesis a lot either. I, I kind of think I'm in the same boat as you. If I saw a barrel, I'm definitely, I'm definitely using that. But I was listening to another podcast talk about it, and he's like, "Nope." Before I went into any room, I made sure I had a kinesis like steel bar with me. I'm just like, goddamn, like every single room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to the enemies of a game. Do you? What was your least favorite enemy to deal with in the game? Standard necromorphs. We got the three little tentacle guys. We got the guys that just stay on the ground with the big tails. Yep. You got the fast moving dudes. Yeah. The brute. 
Yeah. What am I missing? You got the well. You got the ones that spit acid. Okay. You got the ones with the big belly that the splits over. Yeah, the little guys. You have the big long, lanky guys that's the head and their right. arms all become their own. It was probably the guys with the, the bloated dudes because with that let the <laughs> fucking things all over. Because I hate the idea that if one latches onto you, you can't shoot. Right. It's just so annoying to me. It's like, come on. And there's uh, even the guys with the arms that are explosive. I think we got to remember those. Oh guys. yeah, yeah. Those guys. I kind of liked those guys because, <laughs> um, and I mentioned this to you the other day, Nick. And this. I, I, maybe this is exclusive to me, but when, when I play a game like this, there was I probably at least fifty times died purposefully because I didn't like what happened. So like, <laughs> if, if one of those guys, those exploding guys, hit me, I'm just dying. I'm just dying. I'm resetting. Like if I have to backtrack a little bit, it's whatever. Um, so those guys didn't bother me, but it would probably be. Yeah, it'd probably be either the, the belly guys with the little things that explode because you have to make sure you have your flamethrower with you. If you don't, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, yeah, the little guys that shoot fucking things at you, especially in zero-G. Especially in mm-hmm. zero-G. Yeah. It's just, they're always going to be there and, uh, <laughs> you know, they're always annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I, did you like the room where, also in Chapter 9, where you had to uh, disarm the nuclear weapon and if you shot the explodey guys and made the room explode, it was instant game over because no, you like blew up. Really. <laughs> Not really. I, I can't remember how you. Do you just. How do you beat that section? Do you just have to sh- hit them when they're far away? I mean, you can you can kill you can cut off that limb and then they can't yeah. it won't explode or and there it is a room with a bunch of those steel bars at the bottom okay. so you're like kind of like oh I can you can just yeah. you just start pinning them everywhere but uh, I, I don't remember what happened but I do yeah that was a room where it's like <laughs> three or four or five or six times like fuck you like, they just kept coming but um, but you know yeah I mean these are all little little nitpicky things and honestly you know it's just one of those things that's like yeah I might have been annoyed or I'm annoyed in hindsight but in the moment it's still fun it's still you know it's still engaging and exciting and all that good stuff mm-hmm. um, question for you Nick do you think that we will see a dead space show in the next five years Show? Yeah. Do you think they're doing a show in this multimedia push? You think? God, everything's a show. So yeah. probably. Yeah. And it would be pretty gnarly. A necromorph in live action would be pretty gnarly. It might be better as a movie, though. I would think a, a movie would be a bunch. I could see someone doing that more over, over, over a show. Yeah. Which makes me nervous because we haven't had our Last of Us moment with a movie yet. You know, for for thing, but if you get the right people behind it, I could I could see this. I just had that thought playing this again with everything getting a show nowadays. And why not this one? It's got a renewed success. Um, you know, EA has been pulling people on like you know, would they want to see a remake for a second or third? So obviously they want to work on the franchise going forward. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, I wonder. And it has these inspirations, you know, Aliens and mm-hmm. Event Horizon and a lot of uh, these horror space movies. Uh, on top of just Resident Evil, um, that yeah, I, I I don't see why not. This I do. I, I I agree with your movie stance, but not thinking about it is like interesting. Like each chapter could just be an episode. Like it's a matter of chapter. Here's the plants chapter. Here's the. You know, True, you, but as like you, as but we, it's like the same thing happens every single episode. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Isaac, gotta fix the fucking thing. Yeah, that's why I think it'd just be better, and you kind of eliminate maybe a few fixing, and then it's just a movie. You know, an hour and forty-five minute movie. Uh, because the the big story beats, like with as we've seen with The Last of Us, where a lot of the gameplay moments are cut entirely, uh, and you're just getting the, mostly the big story beats, uh, that it would be hard for Dead Space to have a 
eight to ten episode show yeah. where the the story beats are just your typical story beats and the characters aren't very memorable so all right nick you are the president of motive or whoever makes these decisions <laughs> what are we doing next with the dead space franchise what is what, what's the right call I think you remake two for sure because two is very very much loved, uh, and I believe reviewed better than the, the original Dead Space. If I'm correct, wrong. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I think you're right, but it's a wrong statement. It's, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean. That uh, yeah, you probably. I mean, I would love a reboot of some kind. Yeah, I mean that's the, and that's an original answer, game, but, but also two is so awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of great moments in two that uh, you put this kind of love and care. Um, two is much more linear, so I don't know what additions and changes they could make to a story that kind of just moves from place to place to place, doesn't have you sticking around to any one area. But uh, it's just so good that I think if if people love this, they're gonna love a remake of two because it's. Yeah. It's just as good, if not better. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think uh, I think you remake the second one and then go into a reboot the series. I mean, yep. you know, a lot of the assets already built, right? Anytime right. you have these these projects, you have a bulk of the of the next project done already. So you know, if they can if they can get the next one out three years, maybe, maybe. yeah, and then while they're working on that, have a B team that's working on the next one. That seems reasonable to me. Yeah, and it seems a lot of studios are doing like multiple projects so it would make sense that while maybe motive a team is working on iron man motive b team is putting in the work for a dead space re- yeah. two remake so yeah so yeah that that makes sense to me um how did you feel about the hunter so the necromorph that Mercer controls that you cannot kill, mm-hmm. uh, I believe you encounter you encounter it multiple times, yeah. uh, but mainly the first time where you freeze it, uh, the second time where you're in that very tight room after you've just launched the uh, the satellite into space mm-hmm. uh, or the asteroid into space with your communication devices on it, and then in the the room with the ship. Yeah, you use the blasters to. Yeah, we use the exhaust to, to burn them out. Like, so how do you how do you feel about your multiple encounters with the unkillable regenerative hunter? I wish that it was more unique. Like, mm. I understand as that, an enemy. Yeah, it just yeah. it just looked like another necromorph, honestly, with like a burlier chest. Um, right, and just couldn't go down right yeah so i, I kind of wish like i understand the idea of a character like that in a game like this mr x most famous example probably you know yeah. lady d and the new red like there's many examples of this so i understand the necessity of it i just i wish it was that that was probably one maybe one of my minor complaints of, of the game is is i feel like there was a missed opportunity with just more variety but like the enemies are top-notch enemies necromorphs right. are, are hard to beat but I don't know. I, I just feel like there could have been more variety with that. And so, if you're gonna have a, a, a monster that is regenerative or whatever, you know, make him like make him a little bit gnarlier, like where he's maybe got like you know split in half, two heads coming out of one side right. or, or something. You could you know you could get some some creepy gnarly artist to do that for you. But other than that, it's fine. You know, it presents a, a different way to tackle an enemy that you know is not just cutting the limbs off. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Was it engaging? Eh. 
It was fine. You know, and it was, I immediately knew what I needed to do. Right. Okay, freeze. <laughs> I run over here, button, go. Like, I didn't stress it. Right, and then they repeat the exact same mechanic, but with fire this time, you yeah. know? So, it, like, it's, you know how to beat them every time. And uh, they, there could have been more interesting ways of doing that. But I, I did definitely want to touch on him because, yeah, he, he showed up a couple of times. Um, trying to think is there anything yeah, I think we're ready to review this up my dude. <laughs> uh, yeah we talked about the bosses yeah we talked about the story um, yeah because there's really not much to say about the story other than I guess I guess there is I, I, do, you, do you did you were you engaged oh yeah I've not remembered my question mm-hmm. but I'll add it on after um, how did you feel about the story? Not just not just the main story, but the side story, as far as you were seeing, as far as what happened on the ship, the uh, the Church of Unitology. Uh, we didn't talk about. I believe his name is is it Kern, the 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 guy, the, the ship guy oh, that Doctor Doctor Kine Kine yeah Kine K Y N. There's Hammond. There's Daniels. Yeah, there's a couple characters we didn't, we didn't mention, but um, you know, I've said it on the show before. Narrative is never my main focus when I go into a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it was. Sometimes, sometimes it's not. You know, obviously, if I'm going into The Last of Us, I I, I know that that's the experience there. So I, I think I have a pretty good understanding of how much do I need to focus on the story when I head into a game versus not. And this one was very much in the middle. Um, so uh, I don't know, man. I, it's hard for me to have really strong feelings on that side of it one way or another. Um, I did. Is it because a, you know what happens, or? Or you just weren't interested in general, like I think it's a little. Like you mentioned when you replayed The Last of Us Part One that you were able to a newfound appreciation for a lot of the collectibles in that. I know you were going for the platinum, so you were you were forcing yourself to get them, but you didn't have to read them. Yeah, you didn't have to read them, uh, but you couldn't find the same compulsion in, in this one. I, I, I liked them, you know, like all, all the audio logs. I'd, I'd take the time to listen. Like I wasn't I wasn't just like collect cancel. I don't want to listen to you. Like I would listen to them. But I will say, you know, going through with the reading, the readable text logs, um, probably about halfway through the game, I stopped reading them. Okay. Like, I just, I, I kind of didn't need to get any more here. I'm, I am here for Isaac's journey, and, you know, yeah, there's some fucked up things that happened on this ship and all that, I don't know, whatnot, but, like, I don't know. I, I feel like the game that I'm going to devote the time for that level of engagement is a Last of Us level thing. Mm-hmm. It's a Mass Effect level thing. It's a game that's designed, primary design function is story. Like, I'm playing Norco right now and loving it. Obviously, obviously you can't do anything in that game but get the story. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I was kind of mint on it. Yeah, I think in this game it gets a little bit one note. You know, you have the unitologist sabotaging. You have everyone the notes about people going crazy and everything just seems to be you know exploring that even more and just you know over and over again the same the same story like why is this all sabotaged here why is this like this and it's like yeah. well yeah it's the same old same old it's story just fucked, man yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and i don't think like there's any like really a lot of unique stories in there um uh and how come you were not uh interested in the side quests there's only 3 one of them's pretty Pretty just a collective time. Do you want my, my real answer? Yeah. Yeah, I felt stressed to get the game done. <laughs> <laughs> Fair I enough. Mean, no, I, I think it was, yeah, it was just kind of like, you know, trophies have broken me. So I didn't know where I wanted to land on the trophy spectrum for this game. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to get through it. And then, like, 
you know, when I go back through and I can do some cleanups and then, you know, and then that would include the side quests and the things like that. So I just never felt that compulsion to do it on this playthrough because I, do, I still do plan on going back to this game in the future, whether it's a year, two, three from now. <laughs> like, it's, it's one of those games like Final Fantasy X for me, Zelda Link to the Past, um, Portal 2, where I, I think these are games that I will play in perpetuity for my life. Dead Space, not as high on that list, but like... I could see a future where I'm going to go back and I'm going to, you know, do the impossible run or do the plasma cutter only run. And in that moment, then I can go back and do that. But it never felt like in this specific playthrough I needed to see the story or anything like that. Okay. No, that's fair enough. And I don't. I really think they're not worth it anyway. So yeah. other than you get, you know, more, you know, um, blueprints and whatnot. Uh, more bill, more upgrades to your your ability. So, and I think, I, and I think I just found like a really comfy rhythm with like the game is paced. You know, I don't. I'm sure we've said that at some point on this podcast, but the game's paced exceptionally well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're always chapters don't linger. They don't. They're not super short. They, they they're the right amount of length, and so you're constantly just kind of flowing. And I'm like, okay, clear the room. Hit my right thumbstick. Where do I gotta go? Gotta go over here. Yeah. Grab this stuff. Right thumbstick. Go over here. And so like, I just never felt the the need to like. Well, I I don't want to keep going down the blue path. Let me go into my menu and highlight it. Here. Right. So and then go just, backtrack. Yeah. And so like, I thought, well, if I if I want to do that stuff, future time. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Uh, Trophy-wise, uh, you do have to play the game again in New Game Plus, and then you also have to play the game on the Impossible mode. So yeah, the, the from what I've heard, you can do it in two playthroughs, but the first playthrough you need to start Impossible mode. It's got a it's got a nice little I don't know if glitch is the right word where even if you start the game on Impossible mode and die, you then just need to beat the game. You don't have to like if you because it'll knock you down to hard once you die that first time. Uh huh. And if, as long as you stay on hard and beat the game, you will get the impossible difficulty trophy. Oh, okay. So, a lot of people will start the game on that. You have to be comfortable with playing it on hard, beat it that way, and then do the second playthrough with the plasma cutter only, and then you can get two playthroughs to get it. Oh, uh, okay. But I also like, I like to experience the game on normal also, just to like, yeah, yeah. creators intent, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Don't want, don't want that added stress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, in the future, or, you know. And there's this weird extra layer that I don't know how to process yet, and I, I think I will in the next couple of years of my son playing through games. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to, whether he wants to or not, he's playing through God of War. He's going to be playing through, <laughs> he's going to play Hades. Like, I'm going to force these on him. But, like, you know, maybe, Dad, what Dead Space? Well, son, it's this awesome horror thing as long as you're okay with scary monsters. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into the reviews. So <laughs> we can have this discussion on the air because we kind of really just had this discussion of how we plan on reviewing games on a scale. Mm-hmm. So I know, John, I told you I prefer the scale of five because I don't like to get any granular than that. Yeah. You know, with five being perfect, four being really, really good, uh, three being good, two being yeah. One being, don't even touch it. Yeah. No. I, I, you know, after you, I was initially uh, opposed to that, but after you explained it, I think it does kind of make sense in this format at least. Like, I do like to get granular sometimes because I'm that guy that goes on to IMDb and like, ooh, this is a 9.3. Ooh, it's better than the 9.2. <laughs> do you know why? No, I don't, but it is better. It's a higher number. Um, and so, like, I like I like that. And plus, I do think we've, as a people, as an industry, as a whatever, have kind of broken the, the rating system of, in the, of the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years where it's just like, if anything's less than an eight, it's bad. Like, and that shouldn't be how it is. So no. I, I can, I can dig with the, 
the one through five, we save fives for as long as we are, you know, we're not giving fives out left and right, and as long as we're not, you know, just every game is a four, you know, because I don't want like this is a four and this is a four and this is a four because like we're obviously going to be playing games that we we think we're going to like. Right, you know, right. We shouldn't be coming across many twos and threes. No, 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 no. Again, this is this is not our job. It is a side hobby. So and you know, specifically John, especially time is very valuable. John is not going to waste his time on a two or a one game. You know. Let me just say this. Let's stick with the five. Okay. I may sometimes throw in point fives in there, and you're, <laughs> and you're just gonna have to deal with it. That's fine. That's All fine. Right. As long as as long as you can yeah. justify the point five when I say what, why did this game get a point five difference I in this game? Across the face and run over. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Let's so, my fingers stay to the face. So, do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Yeah. So you know, obviously, I don't I don't know how much in the weeds we more we need to get. We covered everything, but. Um, Fantastic, fantastic outing from Motive. I think this is, as we've said, one of the better remakes that's been made up there with Resident Evil 2, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, things like that. So I don't think they need they lose any points for for that. I will say, uh, after playing through it, this is the second time I played through it. I I I feel like I did not like it as much as I did back in 2008, and it's hard to say why. I felt like I, a lot of the times I was just going through the motions and just clearing rooms and I never truly felt scared. Now that's a me thing. I'm a 33 year old <laughs> cynical man that just, you know, things don't get to me anymore. So there was a lot of going through the motions in this and I wish there was more moments where I truly felt like I was like scared or, or um, you know, not gonna be able to get through the scenario. Maybe I just need to bump up the difficulty. Cause like I remember back in 2008, when like they would have those lockdown rooms and the red lights would come on, I would freak out. I'd be so scared. And like this one, I'm just like, man, whatever. Um, but that's not to take away from the game as a whole. From a presentation standpoint, graphics, performance, um, voice acting, um, all that stuff, it's, it's top-notch material. Um, so with that being said, I don't think it's perfect. I think there are some, you know, um, some shortcomings, especially towards the end of the game, um, and you know, maybe could have done a little bit better job of, you know, enemy design and little things like that. So I think for me, this is a very, very strong four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you have been playing games for fifteen years. I don't. Sure have. <laughs> Well, more than that. Video, video games. Or, well, fifteen years since oh, you were, sense, yeah. since you played, so you're yes. you're you're mentally steeled for a whatever scenario a video game can throw at you most times, you yes. know. So, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> VR is the only way I can see myself probably really shit my pants again. In yeah, a, in a video game, but yeah, um, yeah, and uh, I'm also going to give it a four. Not shocking. Uh, I think it is a great remake. I mean, we forgot to touch on that. Isaac talks in this, which he didn't talk in the original game. I think all the additions are great. It was a great game to begin with. And again, probably the number one game I would recommend uh, for any horror fan if some or if someone just gets a PS5 and just like wants a game that's a nice, pretty showcase for what the system can do uh, from a visual standpoint, audio standpoint, and yeah, just a great game overall. But I kind of reserve fives for what I would consider perfect games or games that I would like to replay multiple times. Mm-hmm. And Dead Space is just not quite there. So I would also put it at a four. I will not be playing this game again. It's a four, but it's still definitely a recommend. Yeah, I'm curious when, you know, we did our top 10 PS5 games uh, back in back in December. Uh, 
and I plan on revisiting that in July, giving us enough breather time to have a, a quite a few entries that could possibly make the list. And I, I believe this game will come up to see if it can make the top 10 PS5 yeah, games. I'm trying to remember. I remember Control sneaking in my top 10, and I think this would, I think this would beat that out. Mm-hmm. It'd be close. It'd yeah. be hard. I'd have to almost like watch the ashtray maze again. To make sure, but, um, yeah, good stuff, man. I, uh, you know, and we're moving into Resident Evil 4 remake. It'll be a super interesting thing to see how this compares, especially since it is. I mean, Dead Space and Resident Evil 4 are the two crown jewels of the of the um, uh, survival horror genre, and so to get both remakes coming in within two months of each other is, <laughs> you know, I feel like we should consider consider ourselves fortunate. It's pretty yeah, cool. yeah. So, so yeah, that's so obviously if you're listening to this and you didn't play it, uh, shame <laughs> on you, shame on you. But obviously, uh, uh, you should because we both very much recommend it. So. I think we can leave it on that, John. I think so. All right. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, We're going to be back with more bonus episodes. We'll announce our next one on Friday, uh, episode 38. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.